We hope you enjoy this podcast from Light Church Edithburg. To find out more about us, visit lightchurch.co. Yeah, next week, nine people are dropping, and uh, one just texted me this week, and it's actually going to be really special. We've actually gone on a whole journey. We've got a few kids, a few mums, a few dads, a few, all, all sorts of range age, but uh, one in particular. Um, met him when we first moved to our Drossel and we just started talking because he was the dairy manager in Drake's. When you've got kids, you buy heaps of milk and then you get to know the dairy manager, right? And then uh, eventually we just got to know each other, invited him to church and he came along to church with his wife and new baby and became Christians and got more and more involved over the years. They've had another baby and they're getting, both of them uh, are getting, the couple getting baptised next Sunday. That's, that's just going to be so special. And uh, just to see that in that time, so uh, I'm pretty excited, and uh, it's going to be great. Um, I'm going to do, uh, I shared the, what this month is going to look like as a church, and, and I'm going to briefly recap it uh, uh, for us all and, and touch on that briefly, and if you weren't here, and then I'm going to share a really simple message today, and then we're going to have some time afterwards. And I'm really praying and believing that there's an impartation from heaven. And, uh, and so God meets us in many different ways at many different times. But sometimes it's, it, it looks different in different places, doesn't it? But I, I believe God's got something for us today. And uh, I'm excited for that. So I just want you to uh, ready your expectations. It's got nothing to do with me or, or, or it's all God's presence for us. And so um, I'm excited about that. But we've got a, a focus of this month, Closer. And it's really the heart of our church is this year, we just, we just want to be closer to God. And I shared a verse last week, uh, keep on asking and you'll receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be opened. For everyone who asks receives, everyone who seeks finds, and to everyone who knocks the door will be opened. You parents, if your children ask us for a loaf of bread, do you give them a stone? Of course not. If they ask for a fish, do you give them a snake? Of course not. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give good gifts to those who ask him? This is our Father's heart. God, our Father, wants to do life with us. He wants to pour out his blessing. God wants to be with you and me. He's not distant. He's not absent. God is like the prodigal father. He's looking, searching, willing to do life with you and me. He's a good father who's got good gifts for his children. And the promise is if we knock, if we ask, if we seek, he's right there, already waiting. God's heart. Right. And we talked about how we're going to do uh, some prayer and fasting this month. Right. In a similar passage, it says, Jesus says, when you fast, right. It's like a, an assumption. But my experience in church is we, we understand prayer a bit more, but fasting is a bit trickier, right? I shared my, my experience of fasting has been have a church service, write down things I'm believing for, staff myself, be miserable, and go get KFC two days later, nothing else changes, right? And a whole lot of guilt because I didn't fast well enough, right? I think I missed the point. Fasting is actually meant to be refreshing. It's meant to be restful. Actually, the, the heart of fasting is just to draw closer to God. Now, you see in the Bible, they fasted sometimes for wisdom, sometimes for guidance, but it's to draw closer to God. Fasting isn't manipulating God. Or I'm praying, 
and then I'll fast, and so that's like twisting God's arm, so I'll get my prayers answered. God's our perfect Father in heaven who loves us. We're righteous not because of our fasting or how Christian we are. We're righteous only because of Jesus. Right. We're, we're, we're forgiven, we're restored, we're given life by what, who Jesus is and what he did on the cross, not because of our fasting. We fast to draw closer to God. So I'm asking us in this month to consider or thinking about fasting, simply stopping something and instead drawing closer to God. And that might be food. I, I'm personally, I'm trying to do lunches. Right. It's a, February's a month, it's not a week, and, right, and so I'm being realistic, and, but I want it to be achievable. I know lunches are achievable for me, so I'm not eating lunch, I'm instead spending time with God in word and prayer. Uh, it might be a day for you, but it might not even be food. My, my kids are, uh, I'm not going to get them to fast food, but I actually want them to spend more time with God as a family. So it might mean you ditch TV for half an hour after dinner or something and do a family devotion. It might mean social media goes, it's stopping something and then instead spending time with God. You know, if we just fast and stop, that's just a diet. Right? That's just trying to have a good habit. But it's stopping and then instead spending time with God and that's where the rest of joy is. And so I want you to have a think, have a pray about that. And God's not up in heaven waiting for you to do it just right so then he'll meet with you. His heart is to meet with us. right? And so it might look different. And we've got a few resources that will hopefully bless you. And we talked to, we'll talk to them really briefly today. We have them out in the foyer. We've got Greg Johnston's book. And uh, an incredible free online resource about the Father's heart. Short, easy to read devotions. Uh, it's on the TV out there. You scan the code, look up the website. It's free to download. It's amazing. There's the, got the bite-sized Bible. Uh, and that is, we've got those paper resources out on the desk there. You flick through, it has summaries of books of the Bible, has readings. It might help you engage with it more. There's a great app for the kids, the Kids Bible app. It's made by the same people who make the Bible app. It's got fun, interactive stories. You click through it. You even click on the donkey and it goes, Eeyaw, and tells you the story in kids' language. Right. But they're not the only good resources. You might read a book of the Bible. You might have another resource. The resource actually doesn't matter. It's the heart to draw closer to God. Right. You might do it with a friend. You might catch up for a prayer. That's why we're having these worship nights each Wednesday. Two at Edithburg, two at Ardrossen. And this Wednesday is here at Edithburg. And, and we've actually stopped some of our other groups because we want to free people up so you're not out different nights to come in and just draw closer to God. Just draw closer to God. So that's where we are this month. But I believe it's going to bring rest. I believe it's going to bring refreshment, new passion. See, as we draw closer to God, everything falls into order. It's going to bring freedom. It's going to be such a blessing. So that's where we are. And I'm just going to just read you one passage today and just have a thought from that. It's from Hebrews chapter 4, verse 14. And it says, So then, since we have a great high priest who has entered heaven, Jesus the Son of God, let us hold firmly to what we believe. The high priest of ours understands our weaknesses. How good's that? When you come to God, he's not, oh no, what have you done? 
That's shocking. It doesn't take God 10 minutes to compose himself when you come into his presence, like Kerry on the phone when I kept crashing my car in Adelaide. Right. He understands. He knows us. For he faced all the same testings as we do, yet he did not sin. So let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive his mercy and we will find grace to help us when we need it most. Wow. Mercy and grace. Sounds so poetic, doesn't it? Yeah, receive grace and mercy when we need it most. I might cross-stitch that one and put it on the wall, embroidery. That'd be a good one for that, wouldn't it? Anyone got that at home? Right. Oh, well, that'll be my project next year. I love the poetic stuff, but I, I like to actually get into like, what does it actually mean? Because I, I love the idea of grace and mercy, but if we can just read it and move on to the next verse. Grace and mercy. What's mercy? When you give mercy to someone, what does that look like? Mercy is God's kindness, God's compassion, God's action, God's love. When we're helpless and we don't even deserve it, He's still kind, He's still love, He still moves towards us. That's God's mercy. What's God's grace? It's God's undeserved favour and presence. God's grace. That He's for us, He's with us, He's taken sin and death. God's spirits with us. So God's mercy and grace together. It's God's presence always with us. It's God's kindness, compassion, love and power. It's his favour and blessing. And it's nothing because we deserve it. It's because God is love and is for us. And it's perfectly illustrated on the cross. So when we need it, and it's purposely broad, right? It's not when you're anxious or when you're weak, but that'd be good enough, right? It's when you need it. And so we all need different stuff in different seasons, and some's little and some's big, but the promise is God's grace, mercy, favour, blessing, presence, kindness, when we need it. And it says, come boldly to the throne of heaven. Again, that sounds great, but where's the throne? (laughs) Do I have to be at church? Do I have to... Where's the throne? Well, when Jesus died, the curtain in the temple tore. And inside, without getting into all the details of it, God's presence, the fullness of God's presence was in a very specific place. And when Jesus died, the curtain tore, as if to say, now God's presence isn't just in a very specific place for very specific people, in fact, one person, it's available for everyone who believes in Jesus. So where's the throne of God? Where's his presence? Whenever we stop and meet with him. Whenever we spend time in church, whenever we spend time in the word or prayer, whenever we think of God on a Wednesday afternoon, that's his presence, his throne, where we receive grace and mercy when we need it. But it's like the knocking, asking, seeking, we have to boldly come. He doesn't force it upon us. He's there ready waiting, willing to give us grace and mercy. We come as we are, with what we have, in weakness and all, and we receive grace and mercy. 
We'll call it a heavenly exchange. We come with what we have, the good, bad, and ugly, and we receive grace and mercy. It's not a transaction because Jesus paid for it. It's an exchange. We come as we are with what we have and we receive grace and mercy. You know, it's not enough just to bring stuff and leave it. We have to receive. And sometimes to receive from heaven, we have to leave stuff. Right? My wife, Talia, loves finding old furniture on Facebook Marketplace. And the hint to our family is when Talia finds it, for some reason it has to be sanded and painted. And that's where I come in. Because of, I lay down my life in love. <laughs> Sometimes more than others. And, but here's the thing about all this furniture. Generally, your house isn't empty, right? And so, to bring another piece of furniture into the house, there either has to be space or you've got to get rid of something. Right? And so there's no point buying a new lounge if you've already got two lounges because you've got to get rid of another lounge. Right? And so sometimes when we, when we find these rustic, beautiful pieces, sometimes very good pieces, this, it would have to leave, and it makes no sense to me. But for that to come in, something has got to go. Well, sometimes something's got to come in because there's space for it. But you can't just add and add and add and add because your house will fall down. And you can't just give... Leave, 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 because you have no furniture. Right? You get what I'm saying? It has to be an exchange. And sometimes we, we come to God's presence and we want to leave our sin, our anger, we want to leave our habits, and that's great. But we first need to as well receive. That's when the full freedom and abundant life comes when there's an exchange. A heavenly exchange. Let me show you in um Mark 8.34, it says, And calling to the crowd to join his disciples, he said, If any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way, take up your cross and follow me. To take up the cross, you had to give up your way. Other versions would say, lay down your life. To take up the cross, you have to lay some things down. Right. To take up, you've got to lay down. And it's actually the same with everything. If we want, uh, you see in the, in, in the word there's people full of demonic spirits and it still happens in our world. And you've you got to get rid of that, bring it to Jesus, but then you've got to be filled with God's spirit. Right? It has to be an exchange. Right? So if you're filled let me just teach you for a moment. If, we're, if, we're, if God's Spirit is at home in us, nothing else can be at home. I live in my home. You can't live in my home. You can rob my home. You can visit my home. But it's still my home. So if we have God's Spirit at home in us, we can't have demonic spirits at home in us. Hey, they can visit and try and get attention and try and rob but if you have God's spirit at home in you, that's the only one that can be at home. And what happens is the more we're filled with God's spirit, the more we meet with God, the more he's at home in our hearts, right? But we've got to bring to take. 
Some of us have fear. Fear about tomorrow. Fear about how our kids are going to turn out. Fear about what's going to happen with the farm or the business. Fear about what's life going to look like. What did the Bible say? Perfect love casts out all fear. See, we need to bring our fear to Jesus, but we don't just go live in la-la land, right? Close your eyes, pretend it's going to be all right. We have to receive perfect love. Uh, some of us, we're, we're weary. We're weary from life. Sometimes it's our fault, sometimes it's not, sometimes it's just life. Sometimes those kids wake up when they shouldn't have woken up. Sometimes work's busy and we're weary from life. And we come to God and we, we bring our weariness and we bring our burdens and we receive perfect peace, the gift of peace. Some of us, we feel like we're in bondage, we're stuck. We're stuck in habits or cycles or life that we just can't shake and get rid of. Right? We, need to, we need to bring that to God, but we need to receive freedom. God's freedom, God's spirit in us. And sometimes that freedom comes in this amazing moment, and sometimes Jesus grabs us by the hand and walks us to the path of freedom. See, there has to be a heavenly exchange. Some of us, we're just feeling weak. We're just feeling like, oh, man. You know, we need the joy of the Lord, which is our strength. It's not the joy of Ben or the joy of Tony. It's the joy of the Lord. So we have to get it from the Lord. And it says the joy of the Lord is our strength. And so we bring whatever we have as we are and we receive something from heaven. We come as we are to the, boldly to the throne of God and we receive grace and mercy for what we need. What does grace and mercy look? It might look like love, it might look like freedom, peace, joy. What are some others? When we're hurting, we bring our hurt to God's presence. And I love that sometimes he'll just heal and sometimes you'll bring comfort. Because right? when my kids are hurting, sometimes I can just fix it and sometimes just fixing it's for later. Before I can help them, they need comfort. And I love that God is so gracious that the Holy Spirit brings comfort. And so sometimes we need to bring our hurt to the throne of God without fully understanding it, without needing a full definition, and receive God's presence and comfort. You know, we need to bring our discouragement and disappointment. The stuff that didn't work out. The prayers that didn't get answered. That where you dreamed of being and you're not there. We have to bring that stuff to God. Instead of being frustrated and bring it to God and receive hope, because hope is Jesus. In a heavenly exchange. We need to bring our anger or or judgment or stuff we're doing that we don't really want to do. And receive God's love and compassion. Romans twelve, let God renew your mind. The fruits of the Spirit love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self control. You know, they're not the things we just sit at home and try really hard to do. Patience, come. As we draw closer to God, as we come to his throne, as we come to the Prince of God, he produces the fruits of the Spirit in and through us. Right. Sometimes we need to come with our own will and agenda, our dreams, 
our passions, what we want to do, what we want to see. And they might be good, they might not be, they might be right, they might be the right at the wrong time. I don't know. But we need to bring our will and receive his will. There should be nothing too sacred to lay down and bring before God. A heavenly exchange. It's got to be an exchange. Freedom and life. I read this passage last week and I think we might even just read it every week while we're in this month because I think it just fits so perfectly in God's heart and what we're doing. Isaiah 30 verse 15 says, This is what the Sovereign Lord, the Holy One of Israel says, Only in returning to me and resting in me will you be saved. It's basically saying only in coming boldly to the throne of God, only in coming to God's presence, only in drawing closer to God will we find rest and salvation. In quietness and confidence is your strength. Wow. It's not in our performance or our super Christian behavior. Our strength, our confidence is in God's presence. But you would have none of it. How often are we like that? (laughs) We know deep down we just need God's presence and we need to just get in his presence and we need more of God. But we just, oh, I'm just going to do this and I'm just going to fix this and maybe it will happen later. Maybe when the family's under control. Maybe when work comes down. Maybe when I've got this together. Maybe I'll just try and fix it this way first. This next bit, I find it quite funny actually. You said, no, we'll get our help from Egypt. They will give us swift horses for riding into battle. But the only swiftness you're going to see is the swiftness of your enemies chasing you. We're probably not going to get a hope in Egypt. Right? But that's not what it's saying. You might get your hope in your own willpower. You might get your own hope in your spouse. You might get your own hope in your family or your bank balance. No. Next verse. One of them will chase a thousand of you. Five of them will, be, will make you all of you flee. You'll be left like a lonely flagpole on a hill or a tattered banner on a distant mountaintop. Wow. So the Lord must wait for you to come to him. Knock, ask, seek, come boldly. He's waiting. He's willing. The Father's heart. Is, me, me and Julie were having a discussion about discipline and pruning this week, right? And, and discipline's very different depending on who's doing it, right? An angry father and a loving father discipline differently. One's life-giving, one's still loving. You leave them loving more, right? We put our earthly experiences onto God but he's a loving perfect father who's wanting willing to meet with us to walk with us to give us life and he's waiting for us he's waiting for us to come he's waiting for us to knock he's waiting for us to ask and seek draw closer to him so the Lord must wait for you to come to him why? so he can tell you off and give you a slap so he can say I told you so Now, the Lord's waiting 
so he can show you his love and compassion. How good is that? For the Lord is a faithful God and blessed are those who wait for his help. Wow. Come boldly. Ask, seek and knock. Heavenly exchange. I want you to have a think about fasting and, and drawing closer to God. Has it hit? Make it achievable. Right? Do it with someone. Make it simple. Don't commit to six months of activity or, you know, like, <laughs> if, if, if it doesn't work one day, do it the next day. Right? Just meet with God. Draw closer to God. Ask, seek, knock, come boldly. He's waiting for you to pour out his love, his compassion, good gifts from heaven. I love gifts. I love them. I'll never say no to a gift. Gifts from heaven. Meet with God. I wonder if the keys could come. That'd be amazing. Heavenly exchange. You know, the Spirit of God's here. Sometimes we accidentally say the wrong thing in church, like we, we need to like uh, uh, welcome, pray for the Spirit to come. Or God's presence is here. Right? God's everywhere. He's with us all the time. Right. Whether he's Lord or not, that's a different discussion. But God's presence is here. Heaven's here. God's Spirit is here. And he's willing, wanting, waiting to meet with you and me. That's God's heart. He's waiting for us to knock, ask, seek to give good gifts from heaven. He's waiting for us to come boldly to his presence so we can pour out his grace and mercy. He's waiting for us to come so he can fill us with his love and compassion. That's God's heart. He's waiting for a heavenly exchange. He wants you to come as we are, in all our mess, all our good stuff, everything in between. And he wants to give us joy and peace and mercy and comfort and healing. That's God's heart. Heavenly exchange. Freedom. Joy from heaven. Peace from heaven. Heavenly exchange. Holy Spirit, you're not just welcome here, you're Lord here. Holy Spirit, you are Lord in this church. You're Lord of our lives. Holy Spirit, we don't just invite you to come along, but, but you, you dictate this, Lord God. You are Lord. We invite you to meet us, to fill us, to minister to us as you see fit, God. You're a, you're a perfect Father in heaven, filled with love and compassion, God. You, you are slow to anger. You are faithful. You promise us good gifts if we seek you. We, you promise to pour out your mercy and grace when we need it most, God. You're not distant. You're, you're not absent. Uh, you, you're closer than the air we breathe. Holy Spirit, you're here. And Holy Spirit, we just give you our full attention. Jesus ascended to heaven and he says, it's better that I leave so the Holy Spirit can come. The Holy Spirit is God's presence on earth. There's different images. There's fire, wind, there's the dove, and some people call it the hand or the finger of God. It's God's presence on earth. 
And that's why it says we receive grace and mercy when we need it, because we all need different stuff at different times. And that's why God can pour out to each of us individually, but corporately, because of the Holy Spirit. Some need peace, some need comfort. Heaven's here. Holy Spirit. Just where you are right now, just invite Holy Spirit just to fill you afresh with his presence. Talks about in Acts, they're filled with the Spirit again and again and again. It's like being filled with God's presence again and again and again. One time isn't enough, right? We need more help. There's more opportunities. There's more challenges. God wants to do more and new miracles through you and me. He wants to bring us to more and more abundant life. Just, just exactly where you are, just invite Holy Spirit, God's presence, just to fill you afresh. So Holy Spirit, I invite you to fill me afresh. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. God already knows who you are. He knows what you're going through. And He's filled with love and compassion to pour out His grace and mercy. He's not condemning you. He's not turning his eye. He's not saying, oh, they'll be right for another week. They're going, right, no. Wherever we're at, whether we're struggling, wherever we're flying, God wants to pour out his presence, his love, his spirit. So God, we welcome you in. Come on, let's just, let's just pray this. Open heaven in the name of Jesus.